the paranormal. We've done uh, Satan, we've done demons, and now we're going to look at uh, the paranormal. Uh, the Israelites lived in a world that embraced occult practices. Uh, we know that when we read the stories in scripture, um, Brother uh, Cliff says he, he's only mindful of the only paranormal is the Witch of Endor. Remember that story? The Witch of Endor. Well, that uh, was one of the occult practices that uh, was, in, was in, the, in the period of the, the, the Israelites lived. The Egyptian pharaoh, for instance, had magicians to advise him. Remember when the, in the, in the story with the plagues in Egypt? Uh, whenever Moses came up and, and uh, did a, a miracle, he was able to call his magicians and they did the same thing, except for one or two of them that they couldn't do. And so we see, uh, we see that account in, in, um, in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 8. It says, the next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told him his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. And so here we have an instance of the magicians being called upon by Pharaoh to try to explain a dream. When Moses confronted Pharaoh, Pharaoh summoned the wise men and sorcerers and the magicians of e Egypt who did their occult practices. And we see an account of that in Exodus uh, chapter 7. Occult practices were widespread in the promised land of Canaan as well. You wouldn't think that they'd be in the promised land, right? Because that was a land that God uh, took his people in to, you know, protect them and to give them all the joys and the blessings. But they were there as well. God instructed the Israelites, his covenant people, that they were to completely reject those practices. But did they? No. no. They continued to get involved in them, right? And so that gives us some kind of a setting or a backdrop and what we're going to look at as we get into the study today. So let's look at the first question. What movies or TV shows, that's page 29, what movies or TV shows bank on our culture's interest in the paranormal? I thought that was going to be that time when the girl, you know, on the TV, she said, he's back or something. I think I went to school. What's that? The one where um, the little girl, she said, he's back. And oh. Freddy Krueger? No, no, no. Oh, no. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. She said, she's a, she's a, I, a yeah, actress. Yeah. And she was like, I think I'm a dog. No. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a Friday the 13th series. Right. Then Harry Potter now. And Harry Potter. Okay, that's what I think. Friday the 13th is something just stupid thing. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. The X-Files. The X-Files. Psychic medium. The mediums. Remember that lady who used to be on the radio, Cleo? Oh, yeah, the one. Call me now. Call me now. You know, she wasn't a Jamaican, right? Yeah, Jamaican. She was an American. Really? That was an act. <laughs> she fooled a lot of people with that. Yes, yeah, she yeah. sure When she died, the truth came out <laughs> that she was born in New York, you know, and she just took yeah, on that Jamaican persona. Background. Yeah. Jamaican. Yeah, that Jamaican persona. <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> okay. What else uh, we could think of that uh, 
the culture banks. And now this is how Hollywood makes their movies. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, they bank on the culture's interest in the paranormal, and that's how they go and they make these spend millions and millions of dollars. So when you see Hollywood uh, make these movies, they're based on what the culture wants, likes, or demands. Uh, the Exorcist was another one, right? Uh, so. We uh, need to be mindful that we don't get caught up in that. Let's look at Bible Meets Life on page 30. Everyone's heard of ghost stories. In fact, among Americans, 71% claim to have had a paranormal experience. 34% believe in ghosts. 56% believe ghosts are spirits of the dead. 37% believe houses can be haunted. 55% believe psychics have real power. Even many of those who don't believe in ghosts still believe it can be fun to play with the paranormal. That's a problem because the paranormal is a slippery slope. Once a person gets curious and opens the door to the paranormal world, they only find trouble. And once opened, that door can be difficult to close. How can we escape the appeal of these dangers? Moses, the great lawgiver, provided us with a helpful roadmap for avoiding the dangerous pitfalls of the paranormal. Okay, what's the point of our study today? Dabbling with evil is destructive. Seeking direction from God brings life. Okay, and many people don't realize that. And as the, the, the thing said, just said, once you open that door, it's difficult to close it. But it says, give uh, Satan an inch and he becomes a ruler. And so we need to be cautious of that. All right, let's look at the first pa passage we have on uh, page 31, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 to 11. Someone read that, please. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not intimidate, imitate, imitate sorry, the, the, the detestable customs of those nations. No one among you is to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire. Practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, consult a medium or a spiritualist, or inquire of the dead. Okay, let's look at the, the paragraphs uh, beneath that. Well, well, first of all, uh, one focus on verse 9. Uh, the, the book of Deuteronomy consists of many three sermons preached by Moses to the people of Israel as they prepared to enter the promised land. Okay, so uh, Moses got the people together. He knew what they would, would, would they would encounter once they get into the land. And so he took some time and he preached three sermons to prepare them for what they're going to encounter when they get into this promised land. Part of Moses' words were instructions concerning the absolute necessity of rejecting the occult practices of the Canaanites. Now God didn't tell them, well, these people practice a lot of witchcraft and stuff, so I don't want you to go there. God promised them to go there. He just wanted them to exercise self-control and discipline and obedience. All right, and so Moses is, is instructing them of that. God warned the Israelites to avoid the detestable customs of these nations. The Canaanites believe in many different gods 
not the true God, followed by the Israelites. So Moses said, now when you get there, you're going to realize that these people have a whole multitude of gods. Be careful of that. The Canaanites believed in many different gods. These customs were of the occult, activities used to gain secret knowledge and or power from the supernatural. In today's terminology, these practices involved the paranormal, as we call it or know it today. Canaanites, Canaanites believe that by their incantations and rituals, they could communicate with their gods and even get the gods to intervene in their lives. They actually believe that stuff, right? You may say, boy, that's ridiculous, but they believe that. All right? Other rituals were performed in order to influence or control people. We call it witchcraft today, or we call it Obeah. We call it, right? Uh, where a person says, well, I'm going to do something for you. I'm, I'm going to fix you. All right? And then there was one where they get these little dolls and they stick them with pins and, and it's supposed to affect other people. All right? But they're in big age and all that stuff. They also saw through their rituals to communicate with the dead. What do you call that? Seances? For the Israelites to imitate such practices was a rejection of God and His will. All right, they were supposed to rely on God, be obedient to God, trust God for everything uh, in their lives. But instead, uh, they were going to be challenged. Let's look at the power, the paragraphs beneath that and see some of the things that they got involved in. Go ahead, read uh, beneath the verses. Interest in the paranormal may seem trendy at the moment, but nothing's new. God's people have been dealing with, with it literally for thousands of years. Indeed, one of the reasons God removed, God removed the Canaanites from the Promised Land was because of their spiritual darkness. God wanted His people to be warned and prepared before they entered that Promised Land. Therefore, Moses identified several paranormal practices that were common among the pagans. First one. Child sacrifice. Children were killed in order to appease a pagan god and influence events that God supposedly controlled. This was was merely a cultural euphemism. Euphemism for child extermination, divination. This was a general term for trying to gain insight from the gods through various means and other practices listed in this passage. Fortune telling. While the Hebrew used word used here is, is hard to define with certainty, it literally means those who cause to appear. It might have referred to making apparitions appear or making a person's cause of action visible through occult, occultic practices. Practicing omens, those who practice this sort, this sort to determine the future through the use of objects. For example, a diviner might have attempted to interpret the future based on how objects fell out of a cup. Next page. <clears throat> Sorcery. Witches and sorcerers attempted to manipulate the power of nature. Today we often refer to those who practice black magic in a similar way, casting spells. The Hebrew term has the sense of binding or fascinating. It meant to bind a person with a curse. 
consulting the dead, Moses used several terms, medium, spiritualist, those who inquire of the dead, that each address, attempting to communicate with the dead. Through the distinction, though the distinction between these practices might seem minor, the combined list makes it abundantly clear. God considers detestable any form of divination, the occult, the paranormal, and paranormal practices. No matter how popular or profitable such practices may appear, we are never to intimate Imitate. 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 Okay. So we get a pretty good idea from that bullet list of the different practices people engaged in, uh, the Canaanites engaged in, and what they were being warned not to be in, involved in. Uh, question number two. What have you been taught about the practices mentioned in these verses? God calls them of the devil. Huh? They are of the devil. They are of the devil. They're certainly not of God. God calls okay. them testable. But then the world tries to tell you it's okay, like Long Island medium and things like that. They come on TV that it's acceptable mm. and okay, mm. that's just cool to go and mm. see what the woman will tell you. It's scary for you. Yeah. <laughs> or to have your palms red or whatever. Mm. It's sort of normal and fun thing to do, though. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what else do these verses tell us? Spiritual darkness still exists today. Okay, spiritual darkness still exists. Mm-hmm. Okay, Moses tells them what to expect, didn't he? Yeah. He says, when you enter the land, the God is giving you, now notice it's not, uh, God has given you this land, okay? But some things are going to be in, in this land that you're not to engage in, engage in, okay? That reminds us of the verse that Jesus tells us to be in the world, but not of the world, all right? All right so he says, when you enter the land, that God has given you, do not imitate the detestable customs of those nations. He tells them, he describes the caliber of the customs. Testable to who? To God. Right? They're testable to God. No one among you is to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire. And that's something people did to appease the gods, practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, consult mediums or spiritists, or inquire the dead. All these things are happening today, right? Yes, they are. Still happening. Question number three. Why do people still dabble in these practices, these kinds of practices? How? They want to try to know. The future, or how things will turn out. So. Okay, they are deceived. Yes. Okay, they are plain and simple. Green. They are deceived. Satan has deceived them. Hmm? They are profitable, right? Yeah, people make money of them. Uh, remember the, the little the girl who was uh, was who was following Paul and those around when they were and they were she was telling the futures and and when they when when, when she was healed, what happened? The people who used her to make money were upset. Boy, they were highly upset, weren't they? Because they, they used her to make money.
Okay, notice the last paragraph, or uh, the first paragraph there. It says, though the distinction between these practices might seem minor, the key word is seem minor. The combined list makes it abundantly clear. God considers detestable any form of divination, the occult, and paranormal practices. No matter how popular or profitable such practices may appear, we are never to imitate them. And you know, a lot of people go with the flow, right? They follow the crowd. If everybody's doing it, well, it must be okay. Okay, majority of people doing it, then I shouldn't be a problem with me doing it too. But they said, tell you the truth anyway. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so as we continue with verses 12 to 14, we'll gain even more clarity on God's commands regarding these practices. So let's look at uh, those verses. 12 to 13. 14. 14. Everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord. And the Lord your God is driving out the nations before you because of these detestable acts. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Though these nations, though these nations you are about to drive out, listen to fortune tellers and diviners. The Lord your God has not permitted you to do this. Okay, and notice paragraph beneath. It's worth repeating. Nothing good comes from dabbling in the paranormal. Nothing good. Now, some people are deceived into thinking that they got some good out of it, but that's just to keep them in it. In it. All right? Satan sort of whipped their appetite and caused them to think that they made some kind of success or something happened good out of it so that they could stay in it. You know, if someone wants you to do to continue to do something, are they going to give you a bad experience? No. 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 They're going to give you a good experience mm. so that you come back. Mm. That's what the numbers people do. Mm. Right? <laughs> Yet studies show that almost one-third of, of Americans have consulted their horoscopes. Mm -hmm. You know that some people don't begin the day without reading the horoscope? That's right. They, 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 they would tell you that their day is miserable yeah. if they don't first read their horoscope. People believe that. Nearly 12% of Americans, roughly 42 million, have personally consulted a psychic, medium, or fortune teller. And nearly 25% of Americans like to research ghosts and haunted houses. The Bible teaching, the Bible's teaching is clear. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Not only that, but everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord. So when I was there, the act is detestable, and those who engage in it are just as detestable, as far as God is concerned. To be blameless doesn't mean to live in, a sinless, live in sinless perfection. Rather, we are blameless when we live in heart fully committed to God, when we reflect His integrity and display an undivided heart committed to Him. David used the same Hebrew word in Psalm 101, verse 2, when he wrote, I will live with a heart of integrity in my house. Notice there's no gray area or middle ground. Paranormal practices are in absolute conflict with pure devotion and worship of Yahweh, the one true God and the creator of all. Therefore, if we are looking into any of the activities condemned in Deuteronomy 18, 
were not looking toward God. And when we fail to look to God, we will not be held blameless. God's condemnation of these practices did not only apply to those in the Old Testament. The New Testament also commands followers of Jesus to avoid all interaction with the paranormal world. Notice 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Stay away from every kind of evil. Does it categorize what kind you could get involved in? No. What does it say? Every. It says every kind. And that means none. And then uh, 1 Timothy 4.7 says, But have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths. Rather train yourself in godliness. It's very easy today for people to get caught up in these silly and pointless myths. As we will see in the next portion of Deuteronomy 18, there's another reason why we should stay away from the paranormal. God has given us something far superior. All right? Far superior. And why do we neglect the good for what everybody else is doing? Notice the points here. It's worth a couple of major points. It's worth repeating. Nothing good comes from dabbling in the paranormal. Nothing good. And then secondly, to be blameless doesn't mean to live in, in sinless perfection. The devil will deceive you and make you think that way. Just like he deceived Adam and Eve in, in, in the beginning of creation, which is God's holding out on you. He'll do the same thing with this. Rather, we are blameless when we live with hearts. How? Fully committed to God. Not half-hearted, not half-stepping, not tipping through the tulips. Fully committed to God. When we reflect his integrity and display an undivided heart committed to him. And then thirdly, God's condemnation of these practices did not only apply to those in the Old Testament, the New Testament also commands followers to G of Jesus to avoid interaction with the paranormal world. Okay, so we need to be cautious on what we allow ourselves to be exposed to and to allow ourselves to be engaged in. Because Satan is a master deceiver. He could get you involved in some stuff in the paranormal that you wouldn't even realize until after you get into it. Okay? That's how he operates. He's a deceiver. Question number four on page 33. What makes paranormal practices so dangerous and destructive? People start to believe in them more than the word of God. Okay, people rely on them more and they throw the Bible aside and think that that's more important. They, it could also become addictive. It can become addictive. Destructive. Distraction. Distracting. Okay. What are some ways Christians water down or ignore the dangers of the paranormal? People have a tendency to water down, water it down. What are some of the ways they do that? Or ignore them? Because that's like they do it for fun, so it's like a Okay. They, they call it fun, or it's just a game. Mm -hmm. Okay, they don't realize how dangerous it is. Curious. Curiosity. 
What did you say about curiosity? Kills the cat. It kills more than a cat. <laughs> okay. Okay, what else? What makes the paranormal spark so dangerous and destructive? How does God see it? Detestable. Detestable. And we, we read that it's not only not only the practice is detestable, but those who practice it are also detestable to God. But you don't want to be te detestable to God. That's a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. It could be dangerous as well, though, too, because I remember one time as a child, we found this Ouija board and we just did something and it actually moved so long. <laughs> our, our neighbor across the street, my sister's mm -hmm. older, and then she had an older, well, her friend, and then her friend had older brothers and sisters, so mm -hmm. they had the Ouija board, so it actually moved, so we ran. <laughs> but um, it was. It's, it's something where, I mean, I guess if you're interested in that kind of thing, you keep on playing it. Mm. They'll take you away from anything to do with the Lord because you're just busy trying to do that and it's fun for you and it's exciting and all. So. Yeah. yeah, dangerous. Notice the final paragraph, what it says on page 33. As we'll see in the next portion, Deuteronomy 18, <coughs> there's another reason why we should stay away from the paranormal. God has given us something far superior. Okay, so let's look at that. Next uh, paragraph, passage. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. This is what you requested from the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not continue to hear the voice of the Lord our God or see this great fire any longer, so that we will not die. Then the Lord said to me, They have spoken well. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. Continue reading. At first glance, it might appear as if Moses abruptly changed subjects in verse 15. Actually, he was right on message. The pagans, were be, the pagans were using paranormal practices to seek divine guidance, determine the future, or manipulate events in their favor. Moses was pointing to something better for God's people. In the place of pagan paranormal Moses promised that God would raise up a new order of prophets who would reveal God's word to his, who reveal God's words to his people. He was speaking of more than just Deborah. Samuel, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and the other prophets of the Old Testament. Moses was also pointing toward, was pointing forward to the coming Redeemer, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. When Peter and Stephen preached to their fellows, fellow Jews about Jesus, they both used the same passage to point to Jesus as the supreme prophet. Okay, let's look at those two passages uh, of scripture. Uh, Acts chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 and Acts chapter 7 and verse 37. For Moses truly said unto the Father, My prophet shall, shall your God raise up unto you of your brethren, not unto you, him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear Okay, and then Acts chapter 7, 37. And 
Go ahead. It is saying, this is Moses <laughs> who said to the sons of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness together with the angel, who was speaking to him on Mount Sinai, and who was with our fathers, and he received living oracles to pass on to you. Okay, so we see those two passages that point to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, prophecy there. Continue to read on, sorry. God spoke clearly through his prophets, for one prophet gave the ultimate word from God, because he is the ultimate word of God. As the author of Hebrews wrote, long ago God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. Hebrews 1, 1 to 2. As I've counseled hurting people, I've discovered that those who turn to the paranormal world for help don't find the answers they seek. In fact, they find the opposite, depression, abuse, and even suicide. Jesus is a much better answer to our spiritual questions, and he offers a far greater hope. Okay. And we have probably heard stories of people who turn to the paranormal and as a result um, end up committing suicide. Uh, notice the final paragraph. I've counseled hurting people. I've discovered that those who turn to the paranormal world for help don't find the answers they seek. In fact, they find the opposite. Depression, abuse, and even suicide. What is the superior way that God has offered? The Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we point out. That will bring us to uh, the activity there. Mm -hmm. Let's look at that activity. <laughs> uh, people use a lot of excuses to rationalize babbling in par different paranormal activities. How would you respond if a close friend or family members used the excuses below. Choose one and respond. Anyone chose any of those that they want to respond to? Yes. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Which one? Reading my horoscope helps me to get a sense of what I might encounter each day. It's just a little extra information. What would I, you say to them? Oh, uh, God's word is truth. The word of God gives you peace that passes all understanding. Okay. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right, good answer. Anybody else? Pick any, any one of those that they would choose to respond uh, to their friend with? Well, uh, Michelle and uh, sure. Yeah, Michelle mentioned the old Ouija board, right? That's scary, that's scary. <laughs> so a group of people at the party wanted to use the Ouija board. So I joined them. It wasn't a big deal. You know it was a big deal, right? That's scary. That's scary. Subscribe to them. So you would tell them it's scary, you had an experience yeah. with it, don't bother with it. And I was also a child, I remember that. Okay. So I still remember that now, because it's like... Well, you'd be in a good position to respond to somebody who's dealing with that, <laughs> because of your experience. As a child, I still remember how scary right. that was. Right. It has a... a Monumental impact on your life. Yes or no, and mm -hmm. it moved 
Boy, that's scary. Okay, anybody else picked another one? Uh, they would answer their friend of theirs. Okay, the last one is, I went to a psychic because I, wor I was worried about my mom. I wanted to make sure she was in a good place after the accident. Mm. Now, the accident means she died? It doesn't say. She may have had an, an, an accident. It sounds like she died. Yeah, because it, she wanted to know if she was in a good, a good place. place. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like she died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to a person who has that? Uh, I, I would say to them that, you know, you're wasting your money. That person can't possibly know the answer that you're seeking. So mm -hmm. you're throwing away money to even go to any psychic to try to find anything. How could they possibly know? Yeah. They're just making it up. Mm -hmm. Never answers. So you just they make it up as they go along, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that one makes it seem so yeah. Well, the demons are... Um, they, they, they're active. So they can get information from Satan and his realm. But you don't want to dabble with that. You don't want to have any. No, you don't want to get involved in that. Okay, last question. What is a part of the activity? What is it? How can the situation you address about become an opportunity to proclaim the truth of the gospel? Well, to win souls for the kingdom of God, to place faith and trust in God's word. And Jesus is the answer, the hope of the world. Okay, as that old song says, Jesus is the answer yeah. for the world today. Mm -hmm. All right, Jesus is always the answer. Yes. And he is the superior answer and he's the best answer. The only answer. The only answer. Going into depression too because the person, a lot of the times, they're not going to have the correct answer. You may find out months down the road that the person it was The answer that they give you wasn't So correct. you will be falling into depression yeah. because you're relying on the person thinking they know what And some people some people listen to those psychics and they take what they, they take give them the lock, stock and power. So when it doesn't come through then they may fall into depression. Major depression if it doesn't come through. Okay, last question. Time is going here. What are reliable ways for us to seek God's plan and purpose in our lives? Read the word daily. Trust God's word. Okay. Okay, how do we live this out? Consider the following steps for shining the light of Jesus this week against the darkness of the paranormal. Be educated. First one. You will only know God's guidance as you immerse yourself in his word. Commit to reading the Bible on a daily basis and develop the practice of studying its truth, mm -hmm. meditating on it. Be discerning. Make discernment a regular part of your prayer life. Ask God to guide your thoughts and actions away from evil. The best test in all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil, as First Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22 tell us. Mm -hmm. And then be blameless. Seek to demonstrate a blameless heart, fully devoted to the Lord by removing from your presence anything that promotes and encourages the use of paranormal practices. Make a line in the sand. And then finally, people in our culture are fascinated with the paranormal because they are longing for God. Choose the path of light over darkness, not only for yourself, 
but for those who need to see Christ. Christ. Amen. 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 We get our marching orders for the week. Yes. yes.